episode of The Doctor's Companion. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And I'm Nick Jimenez. And today on the show, we are, uh, the main feature will be Husbands of River Song. Uh, however, as you guys may have noticed, no episode came out for Hellbent. And the reason for that, and, uh, and, and apologies, but the reason for that is that we recorded that episode and then a uh, technical difficulty uh, ate the episode and it no longer exists. So we thought, rather than trying to re-record the episode and it come off kind of like fake and like a do-over and just it won't it wouldn't it just wouldn't have been very good. Um, so we decided to just take the holiday off and and wait until the Christmas special. So we're going to talk about both Hellbent and the Husbands of River song in this episode. Uh, I mean, uh, it sucks. We know. I think it sucks for us more than anyone <laughs> because we recorded it for no one. Um, it's really weird when you lose a podcast episode, guys, because you just realize that you just recorded yourselves having a conversation with your friends for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's really weird without the context of an audience listening to it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's almost like the conversation was negated. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's true. Um, a lot so, went down in that last episode, though. Like, what's that? A lot went down in that last episode. Yeah, it did. Uh, so Hellbent, um, I guess let's just, I, I mean, we're probably going to talk about Hellbent a little less than, I mean, because we, I think we talked, I think that episode ended up being like 90 minutes um, originally, uh, but we can't i don't think we can recreate that um so we're just gonna we're gonna talk about uh what we can and 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 sorry <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to tell you <laughs> it just sucks because it was the it was the finale that's yeah. what really sucks um so hellbent like woody uh hellbent uh written by stephen moffat uh, directed by rachel talali um let's let's talk about what our what our overall thoughts of it were uh and you know, talk about any aspect that you want because I don't, I don't know what's going on anymore. Um, <laughs> Cassandra, <laughs> what were your thoughts on the episode? Did you, did you end up watching it again after we talked last last time? The um, unfortunately, no I haven't had a chance to see it again since we talked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm pretty much flying by the seat of my pants right now. But we all are. I yeah, it's fine. Um, yeah, no, I I really liked the finale. Um, I remember being initially kind of put off with the way that Clara was handled, but after sitting on it for, what, like three, four weeks, um, I'm ultimately, like, really happy with how it ended, and, um, yeah, I don't know, Gallifrey shenanigans. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, what what are your overall thoughts? I have actually yet to see it. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, it, it it is kind of a bummer because um, you know, four weeks ago we were we were like Force Awakens level giddy. Like I don't really, I I guess I want to tell the listeners like we were all with you, you know, geeking the f out about Hellbent, like, mm-hmm. um. I think I said back then, and I, I agree, you know, after sitting on it and thinking about it, that um, I really think it is my, my favorite episode of the show. And I I think it is sort of a new watermark. And I uh, I, I remember saying that, f- you know, for the past, I, I almost feel like since we started this podcast, I've been describing my perfect version of the show, mm-hmm. you know. Wouldn't it be cool if they did this, or wouldn't it be cool if if we we if we try to answer this question or found out this, and Hellbent and in a way all of season nine, uh, was just doing that, mm-hmm. and it was kind of incredible to watch, and no less incredible to see it come to a head and fulfill itself in such like a satisfying, daring, entertaining uh, way. So, yeah, I mean, like two thumbs way up on, on Hellbent. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. And, and, you know, and I, I think I completely agreed, uh, with that. And I, I actually, I mean, I think, I think it's the, yeah, I think it might be the, the strongest, um, 
season finale of Doctor Who since Parting of the Ways. And I, it's definitely uh, Moffat's strongest episode of Doctor Who uh, since he took over the show um, as showrunner. Because uh, I do think, I think that I, I like, I do like Silence of the Library more, which is funny because we're going to be talking about that a little bit mm-hmm. <laughs> in a little bit. Um, but I, I do like Silence of the Library. Silence of the Library is my favorite Moffat penned episode. Uh, but Hellbent is probably my second favorite now, um, or Heaven Sent and Hellbent, the combination of the two. And uh, I do think it's his strongest season finale. And I think that it feels like, it feels like his swan song. Like it feels like it's the end of his tenure as showrunner. So it's really strange that he's coming back for another season uh, because it really doesn't feel like he has anything left to say with the show, especially now that we've seen Husbands of River Song. It's and just like, it's just like, dude, your tank's empty. Like what, what else you got, man? You don't got yeah. anything else. Are you just like and rebooting the, the show next season? I don't know. And that almost makes me like more excited for series nine. Cause you know, it's like series 10. after series 10, you know, cause like after it's, it's almost like when a band you love has like their big rock opera, you know, and you're like, well, what comes after this? Right. Like, like, what, 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 what is series ten going to be about? But that's exactly what we were saying at the end of series eight, was it? Or, I, or I, I just remember being like equally as like, whoa, the show could go anywhere. Mm. Like the the scope just keeps getting wider. Yeah, yeah. Or in terms of what we can talk about when we when we talk about this show, right? Um, yeah, I'm really excited, and uh, I I really wanna. I really want a, a, a Clara and me spinoff series um, or mini series or something. I think that'd be cool. I was at a store the other day and there was a um, a book that was called like the Ashilder Diaries. Oh, it's like some of her adventures. Yeah, that seems like a thing that would exist. But it was <laughs> it was cool that it said Ashilder and not and not me. Oh, yeah. But then the me diaries wouldn't sell the me diaries. <laughs> All diaries. diaries are a me diary. <laughs> this book is stupid. Put them down. Those are me diaries. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, uh, I, I just, I thought this was really cool. I don't, I think the questions that I had with the episode is I don't, I still, I don't understand what the relationship between the sisters of car, uh, the sisters of Karn and, uh, and uh, the Time Lords are like I don't. Oh, I know. I know less about that than you do. Right. So like, I, oh, I, I, I um, I looked this up after we recorded the episode, actually. Oh, um, all right. So here we I go. Guess... Hindsight twenty twenty. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> so the whole Sisters of Karn thing, like they're under the protection of the Time Lords, dating back from like the first war with like the great vampires. Oh, right, that vampire thing. Apparently, Nick so... is just like, wait, what? Vampires. Yeah. <laughs> Really? Yeah, there was yeah. a war between the Time Lords and the Vampires. This is all like Doctor Who extended universe like stuff, right? Sounds like a Coheed and Cambria album. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. The Time Lord Werewolf War. Where where did that where did the, the, the Time Lord Vampire thing where did that come in to play? Um They, they mentioned it, it in that seventh Doctor story, right? And uh it's Tom Baker. Um Oh Tom Baker first. Yeah, I can't remember. Oh my god, yeah. how is what? There has never been a doctor I would rather. Can you imagine twelve going up against Count Dracula? I mean, like I'd be for it. Just, or just, or just like imagine like the doctor sort of playing like the Van Helsing in a vampire story. God, you know what would be really cool? What? Um, and I'm, I, I, and this just made me think. I'm sorry. My 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 mind tracked through a few things while you talked about that. Like there was a f- bunch of connections. I'm familiar with our writing process. Right. Continue. Yeah. So <laughs> so so my uh, so my my thought was just like, what if next season? You know, like okay, so like well, this season was like a season of two parters. Mm-hmm. What if next season is just one story? Ooh, oh, that's like, why like, Peter Jackson's gonna do it, right? 
Oh god, that'd be so cool, right? So season ten just becomes like like a thirteen hour Peter Jackson movie, w- written by Stephen Moffat. Written by <laughs> written by Stephen, that would be amazing. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like the show has kind of been, kind of like that. If that were to happen, that almost sounds like something that we've been preparing for. You know? Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, and I, my mind went there because you were talking about the vampire thing. I was like. I was like, man, you'd really have to just do the vampire thing kind of in a vacuum because you have to explain everything. And I was like, oh, what if you just did one story over the whole season? Yeah. What if you it, did do one story <laughs> over the whole season? It could be like the abominable bride of Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Which is an amazing which is an amazing thing for an episode, now that I say it out loud. The abominable bride of Doctor Who. Yeah. <laughs> like, a, like a universal horror movie. It, it is. Um yeah, I I really uh, as far as Hellbent goes, I mean, like I I I loved it. I you know we just don't we're not it's the the emotions aren't as fresh as they were a month ago. Yeah, sure, yeah. Um, and but they wouldn't have been if we had re-recorded the episode either. Uh, so there's no help in that. It's just uh, it's, sometimes that happens with podcasting. It sucks. Um, but uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, it was really good. I loved the Western motif at the beginning. With, oh, yes. That was so dope. Yeah. Loved that. Um, I loved the doctor trying to eat his soup because he eats soup because he's an old man. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I remember favorite. really, I remember really, really loving Jenna Coleman in this episode. Yeah. And Jenna Coleman was u- unbelievable. And we mm-hmm. had talked about how, uh, I think... Was it was it you, Cassandra, who you were just like, I don't like that she's back, but it was really good, but yeah. I really don't like that she's back. That was me. Yeah. But it's just like, it, it's it's sort of, it. I feel like, you know, and I think I said this at the time, but I really feel like it's a, it's, it's sort of a hindsight thing where it's just like, we were ready to let her go and then she came back. And so there's that initial shock of her being back and just being like, no, I said goodbye to you. Why are you mm-hmm. here again? Yeah. But but then when you really take it in and realize that we we were only saying goodbye because we didn't know that there was more. Yeah, because you know? we didn't know any better. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um but now that we Face do the Raven know better, is now just Face the Raven now almost is kind of like the pieces going to their penultimate places episode rather right. than uh, an episode where the where the companion dies. Right. Even though it kind of is. Right. In a weird backwards like kind of a it's weird. It's like an immediate retcon to right. where it's not even a retcon. Right. Because the retcon was part of just the con. Right. <laughs> it was a con, not a retcon. <laughs> it was a con. Hey, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, imagine if, like, in season 10, there was an episode where, um, like, 12 runs into Amy and Rory, and then they die at the end of another episode. You know, Daleks take Manhattan, or the... The uh, Angels Take Manhattan no longer the episode where the pawns die. I mean, I'd be I'd be fine with that actually, <laughs> just because. Now we get to just completely forget that episode. Yeah, I don't ever have to watch that episode ever again. That'd be nice. <laughs> um, also, also, I just want to see uh, I just want to see Twelve and Amy try to out, out Scottish each other. That'd oh my god! <laughs> um. Yeah, so I I, I really uh, I thought this episode was was really phenomenal, and I know that we're not at our emotional highs, but it it was a long time ago, and really sorry. It probably sounds like we didn't love it as much as we did, and we totally totally did. It was an incredible episode. I remember I I was I was watching I I got we got to the end, and when the when the TARDIS diner and and the and the TARDIS go like spin off into different directions and like you know it was just I, I was oh just heck like, yeah oh my god this was i what like that happened and i was just like i was i was really just like in shock of just how good this episode was and how it kind of perfect like yeah that one tableau that one image sort of perfectly just you know described clara's arc yeah i and i honestly i don't know I don't know if I can't think of another companion departure. I think this is the best companion departure of the season or of, of the show. I mean, of the, of like, since it's come back at least mm-hmm. might be ever. I don't know. 
I, I mean, it's just, it was so well done because it was about her. Mm-hmm. She wasn't a victim. Right. The only other a- time that I can think of where the, the companion departure was about her and not like some like, random romance out of nowhere. I'm in love now, Doctor, so I'm going to stay here. Like, that's happened, like, a dozen times. So many times, yeah. So many times, and it's ridiculous. Um, but, like, this is the this is the one where it's like, oh, it's all been leading to this place, and of course she's going to leave. It's time for her to go, like, and now she gets to go and do this other thing, and it's just, it's all about her. So much so that, like, the Doctor forgets about it, because it's just like, it's not about him, it's about her. Um, and I just I think that's incredible and not a thing that Doctor Who is really known for doing. The only other time I can think of that coming close to something like that is when uh, uh, when Martha leaves because she's just like, yeah, I don't need you anymore, uh, which is nice. That was a that was a good one. But mm-hmm. it also happened really quickly. Um, it didn't feel like it was building to that. It was just like it was it was more just like. Uh, I went on this adventure without you, and now I realized I don't need you, so... Bye. <laughs> um, like most breakups. Yeah. It, it was... Yeah, exactly. It was... It was... It was uh, the Martha one is really good, um, but it wasn't... It wasn't this good. Because uh, it, it still felt like it kind of came out of nowhere. Do you where, think we would remember Martha more fondly if she wasn't, like, awkwardly tacked on to the end of, like, Parting of the Ways? Or not, or not Parting of the but uh, uh, Journey's End? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. Okay. I don't know. I think I think it's more that she was only in one season. Sure. She was only a, like a like a single season companion. I mean, so was Donna, but Donna also had the Runaway Bride before that. Yeah. 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 She was part of the canon for like a you know years. Right. It would be kind of like if if Eggsy or uh, not Eggsy. What's his name? Um. <laughs> Rigsy. Rigsy. Oh, Rigsy. Oh. Yeah. Eggsy. <laughs> oh, if Eggsy became... Eggsy would be a great companion. Are you kidding me? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah. This is, 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 like, an excellent, excellent finale. I, I, I mean, I don't... I don't know. I think I think I think this Heaven Sent Hellbent business is, is, is gonna end up... I mean, it's, like, top it's it's easily top ten Doctor Who stories ever mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. Um. It might even be top five. Uh, it's incredible. Like what an incredible two parter. It's, it's crazy. You know how like when you look at like if you look at the top grossing movies of all time right now, four of them came out in 2015. You know, mm-hmm. and I feel like if I were to make a top ten Doctor Who episodes, it would be like a stupid amount of them would be. Capaldi era. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's been such a good era of the show. Yeah, like I don't even know if I have this many I would have I don't know even know how many eleven stories I would have in my top ten. Like the doctor's wife, you know? I think that's the only one. <laughs> I mean like, really, like like I I, I like, like maybe, a may, lot of his m- maybe stories. Christmas Carol sometimes, you know? Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. I think those are the two, really. Yeah. I'm really partial to The Eleventh Hour, but that's because I've seen it like ten I times. I love The Eleventh yeah. Hour. Oh, I love The Eleventh Hour. I think Eleventh yeah. Hour is maybe the strongest regeneration story we've had. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Pandorica Big Bang? I don't think that story holds up as well. Interesting. As it used we'll to. We'll have to talk about this the long way around. <laughs> <We'll get there. laughs> We'll get there. We'll get there. Twenty five years from now. Don't don't announce don't announce it now. Jeez. <laughs> that was my that was my that was us bad wolfing. Oh. Okay. Vote for Saxon. Vote for Saxon. Torchwood. Torchwood. Other things. Um, oh my gosh. So I was home for Christmas and I went to go visit a friend of the sh- friend of the show? Friend of us, uh Hunter Kennedy. Um Okay. Uh, I was like, I don't think he knows I do this. Uh um and I, I, I was like, hey, man, hey, man. And so we go upstairs and um, his extended family were in town because this was like December 23rd and uh, they were all watching um, Journey's End. Mm. Um, like it was like Hunter's brother and sister 
or in like step brother or something like you know like we're kind of a you know random like before we're just all captivated by this like bbc doctor who marathon that they were doing and um and hunter was like wait so what's going on then i was like well see his hand see so like he you thought he was going to regenerate but then he put <laughs> and i I, I hadn't described Doctor Who logic to a total non-fan of the show in a long time. And I've he looked at me like I was, like, like speaking in tongues. <laughs> so, that's the best. That's awesome. And then two days later, I watched The Husbands of River Song. Okay, so... <laughs> Let's turn to the Husbands of River Song. And I'm going to start this because... Sure. Uh, well, for, for reasons that will come apparent in a second. So, um, <laughs> Husbands of River Song, written by Stephen Moffat, directed by Douglas McKinnon, who's apparently directed the most episodes of Doctor Who next to, like, Euros Lynn and the other guy. Uh Cassandra, what's that director's name who directed New Who episodes and Classic Who episodes? Oh, um, Graham Harper. Yeah, I think that's right. So I think mm-hmm. I think they, they I think the two of them have directed the most, and then Douglas McKinnon is, is like third. Um, so I hated this. Um, <laughs> I really hated this a lot. Uh, I thought it was really dumb, and I thought River acted extremely out of character. Uh, and I didn't think Peter Capaldi and Alex Kingston had any chemistry whatsoever, which everything felt forced and fake to me. Um, I was really, really disappointed by this. I didn't like the tone of it. I thought it was really goofy and in a way that wasn't appealing to me at all. Uh, the guy, the the little the little chubby British dude from Bridesmaids, in this, I he, he was so it was just awful. I just I, I I just really didn't like anything about this, uh, except for like the last like you know twenty minutes or whatever that was, fifteen twenty minutes. Um, those the, the that was fine, and that's kind of what I wanted the whole episode to be. Uh, and it, and and instead we got this stupid story with a robot and like there's this that dumb scene where River is just like uh, just like proclaiming how amazing the Doctor is and I'm just like oh come on Moffat really we're doing this again we're doing I thought we were past this I thought we were done with this she pulled a classic uh, Buttercup talking to the Dread Pirate Roberts about Wesley yeah but she's done that before like she she talks about the Eleventh Doctor. She talked about the Eleventh Doctor a lot, like that, um, where she would she would just you know monologue about how amazing he is and how she's not worthy to be with him, but oh, thank God that she is, and blah 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 blah. blah. Yeah, really, really Bella Swanning the f out. Yeah, yeah, and it's just <laughs> and it's super gross, and I don't like it, and I don't I don't like how. Like when I meet my my issue with this is like when I met River Song in Silence of the Library, which is my favorite Doctor Who story. Hello, Scott. When I met her in that episode, I thought this is a woman who like, like she's got she's got her she's got her stuff together, you know. Like she 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 she's like very independent. She is uh uh like smart. She's like really intelligent. She's a scientist. She's this. She's that. Like she, she, she has all of these aspects about her, and also it seems like she might be the doctor's wife in the future. But that aspect of her is such a minor part of her character in that story. And I mean, yeah, that's that's because you know Moffat was trying to write a mystery or whatever. But it forced his hand and made him make her a actual character and then she just started like losing her character more and more the more he wrote her the more about the doctor she became and this is just like it just really felt like Moffat took 10 giant leaps backwards I felt like I was watching a Matt Smith era episode honestly until those last like 20 minutes 
And then I was like, oh, there's there's the Peter Capaldi stuff I like. Um, and and so that was that was fine. They still didn't have any chemistry whatsoever, in my opinion. But uh, it was it was better. But yeah, I, I I mostly rolled my eyes while I was watching this. Maybe I'm dead inside. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's entirely possible. Um, but I just I just really hated this so much. Uh, again, except for those last 20 minutes which were really great. Um, but I'm pretty sure I know Nick, I know Nick loved this episode. <laughs> um, but I'm curious about Cassandra. Okay. What did, what did you think? Um, I actually liked it. Okay. Um, I didn't love it, but, um, I don't know. After all of the almost like it, not melodrama, because I feel like that has, like, a really negative connotation, but just the, like, the hardcore drama of Clara, I wanted something a little lighter, and sure. this is, this, this is what this was. Um, it was really goofy, but I kind of forgive it because it is a Christmas special, and the Christmas special kind of has more, like, leeway to be, you know, like, goofy or like a little more emotional because you know it's christmas um but yeah no the the last 15 20 minutes were easily the best part of the episode but i kind of like i kind of rolled with the rest of it and overall i liked it all right nick i um i definitely agree with cassandra that i think that the you know, the Doctor Who Christmas special, it really is sort of like, um, you know, I, kind of like like most Christmas specials. It's sort of disposable, but you you come back to it because of the way it makes you feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think more so, and, and I, um, I, I, I actually also agree with Cassandra about, uh, you know, Heaven Sent and Hell Bent, and even, I guess, Face the Raven, or just Series 9 in general, had kind of a somber, really serious tone that i loved Mm -hmm. and but i was like well the the christmas special is kind of the perfect palate cleanser um in that it can get away with being a little bit more arch than the the show usually is i mean Mm -hmm. yeah uh going back to that christmas or that christmas eve thing with at hunter's house uh we started watching a little bit of the runaway bride and that's like you know borderline like benny hill you know like broad slapstick comedy and I definitely think that um, in comparison to Last Christmas, which kind of had this really interesting, like, kind of John Carpenter, dark black Christmas, mm-hmm. you know? Like, like I want to see the, the and that, that is the quintessential 12th Doctor Christmas special, I think, you know? Yeah, but if you remember, I didn't like that one either. I, I, and I remember being lukewarm on it, but looking back, I'm like, well, that's kind of... That's what I think I would want a 12 special to be. Uh-huh. Um, the Husbands of River song, which I enjoyed as like the last thing I did on Christmas Day before going to sleep, I had a, had a, had a ton of fun, you know? Uh-huh. And I definitely agree with you, Scott, when you said that this felt like an 11 episode. This is the only time since he started that I would like sub out Capaldi for Matt Smith. Mm-hmm. Because I think when it comes to the swinging kind of four-door farce, like, Busby Berkeley, like, oh, hey, oh, you know, like, we gotta, we, you know, we gotta hide from the captain or he'll throw us off the ship. Like, Eleven could have, you know, like, I would love to have seen Matt Smith do this. And Matt Smith's uh, uh, chemistry with Alex Kingston was one of the better parts of the Eleven era. They they um, had they had chemistry that I didn't even understand how. Like, yeah, it just, I'm... their chemistry made no sense. <laughs> At have all, you heard, have but they you heard had the, crazy chemistry. I, I don't think I don't think we talk about the actors very much. But did you hear the story of what happened when Matt Smith found out about the Husbands of River Song? No. Um. So I guess he called him and Stephen Moffat were like on the phone or in person hanging out, and uh, he was like, "So, like, what? So, so what? What are you writing? Like, what? What's what's going on with the show?" And Stephen Moffat said that, "Oh, I'm writing. Uh, I'm writing an episode with River in it." And Matt Smith's face like fell. Aww. And he was, oh, no. And he was like, no, no, not, no, Ma- Stephen, please, not River. 
he was like rivers he was like rivers the one thing of the show that felt like mine that felt like 11s and and then he ran into capaldi a few days later and he was like joking you know good naturedly but like wow man that when he told me that you were doing a a, a, like take care of her man because like i'm very he's like i'm i have a very i'm very affectionate towards the river song character and like he feels kind of an ownership towards that relationship and i can kind of see where he's coming from because you know you think about you know the best part of of um of day of the moon you know it's it's the back and forth like them out saving the daying each other um and yeah it can get a little like most things during eleven's era it could get a little much but when it was fun it was fun and that's kind of what i think about this episode like it was it was it was it was fun and disposable and didn't pose any didn't you know even last christmas had kind of an admirable sense of melancholy about it mm-hmm. at times even though it was a bit jumbled but you know the sentiment every christmas is last christmas i still think about i i, I thought about that like a dozen times this holiday season is mm-hmm. like that phrase you know every christmas is last christmas right. and and you know there is a fun little you know what it was it was almost like you know how when you go see creed or like star wars and then someone pulls out like the ball that Luke was training with. You know what I mean? Right. This kind of felt like it was doing that with uh, Silence in the Library, where there is kind of that callback to, you know, the last time the River ever saw the Doctor. And it doesn't match that last monologue, you know, kind of Clone War style, but it was like admirable enough. Right. Like I didn't hate it. I enjoyed it, but I wouldn't go out of my way to like defend its 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 lesser qualities mm-hmm. yeah I just I there was something about the tone that it just didn't I maybe maybe and maybe maybe it's not even the tone so much as it was the content of the episode it just I don't know it just it was felt, weird because like it had to, it was so childlike yeah then it, it could get like, really violent it felt like a Sarah Jane Adventures episode not <laughs> yeah it didn't feel like Doctor Who like it Matt felt Lucas like it and... felt like they had it felt like they had given River Song Alex Kingston a River Song spin-off that is a children's show and Peter Capaldi was guest starring on it. That's what yeah. it felt like. It didn't feel like Doctor Who to me. Cuz like Capaldi, I mean 12 is just not a romantic character. So but giving I'm, him I'm fine, But I'm fine with letting him stretch but make the show feel like the show. You know, yeah, and I don't, yeah. I don't necessarily need somber. There are non-somber episodes of his era. You know, Time oh, sure. Heist isn't somber. I mean, I mean, I mean, Capaldi is one of our. I mean, Capaldi's. A, I mean, watch the thick of it. He's a brilliant comedic actor. Right. Mm-hmm. I just definitely think that after, you know, it it not because I always think of the Christmas special as something that people can watch independent of 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 the show. Almost. I mean, not like what's this Doctor Who thing, but you know, like. If you want, I could just if I want, I could just pop on right. Um like the if snowman. you if you like say you had used to watch the show and you stopped watching and then you were just like, "Oh, but I'll watch the Christmas special every year." Yes. Yeah. yeah. See, I I'm always cool when it comes to Christmas. I'm always cool with sentiment and good cheer trumping it being some I mean, I'm fine when a Christmas movie is dark like, you know, Bad Santa or um Nestor the Long-Eared Christmas Donkey. Sure. Um, where Lester's mom like literally freezes to death because she like throws herself over Lester overnight. Okay. Um, <laughs> Dark. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine being eight. Um, but yeah, so like I, I'm kind of you know how like in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day parades kind of lame, or like the Wiz Live is kind of lame. Like this episode was kind of lame, but like it made me really happy. Mm-hmm. But then again, maybe it's just because like watching. Doctor Who at the end of Christmas Day has become such a tradition to me over these past few years that it's like I'm cool with this year's not being as strong as last year's because it's like a parade, you know? Yeah, sure. In, in some respects. I don't, I think that I really didn't like last Christmas that much either. Me so, neither. So, so but... <laughs> I, I don't, I don't think that this is any better or worse than last Christmas. I think I it's just that. bad in a different way for yeah, me it's, it's, anyway. It's so different from. 
It, it's not right. like how Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe was kind of doing the same thing as Christmas Carol, but a little bit more broader. Yeah. It's like, these are literally... It'd be, it would be like comparing it, uh, the, the Doctor, the Widow, and the Wardrobe to the Christmas Invasion. Yeah. Or the one well, with the Titanic. Right. I guess the one... I guess the Titanic one's kind of like a good example of how you can be both. Yeah. You know? Fun, yeah. but also feel like you, you went through something at the end. Yeah. I think this tried to match the tone of that episode, but didn't quite get there. Yeah. Because, you know, very similar palette, you know, where, like, ball gowns and Christmas decorations everywhere, mm-hmm. like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. God, but Matt Lucas being in this really just... I've, I'm never... I've never been a Matt Lucas fan. No. I, um, every time he was on screen, I just... I, I've, I, I, and, and this is really bad, but, like, for whatever reason, every time he was on screen, I just kept waiting for, like, a nervous fart sound effect. Because he sure. just... That's just how he just... It just strikes me as, like, that's his kind of humor. I don't know. Oh, just, to me, I just, I just I just picture him in Alice in Wonderland. I never saw that movie. Okay. Yeah, I only know him from Bridesmaids. I, I just... I don't like him. I, and, and, and having him in here just, like, took me out of it completely. Because it was, like, a half a guest star... Yeah, you're like, well, like, well, I know who that is, but he's not a big part of this episode, right? And it was so one note, and it's just, I don't know. And I think like, that's, I think that's my other problem is like the episode just feels really one note. Like, there's no, there's no extra thing. It's like really. one. It's like you know when someone nudges you, but instead of like letting go, they're just continuing to like rub your shoulder with their elbow, right? Cause it's like, like the last one long extended nudge. Yeah. Cause like the last, it's like really <laughs> awkward and weird. And you're like, why are you doing this? Uh, the last, cause, cause the last 20 minutes of this is the something special, but it's completely separate from the rest of the episode. Yeah. You know, the adventure has nothing to do with the last 20 minutes of this episode. Um, and that bugs I, me. It, it just, it feels like it doesn't feel like strong writing to me. I was a sucker for, uh, I mean, the Christmas romantic in me was a sucker for uh, the whole, like, you should build a restaurant here. Like, that that moment was, like, No, I loved that. Cool. No, every, that great. everything from when they from when they crashed and he used the jewel to give the guy, like, from, uh, from there, from, like, when, basically from the point where River, like, gets knocked unconscious. Um, the doctor does not help her. Right. From that point, <laughs> yeah. from that point to the end is all great. I love everything after that. Uh, it's just everything before that I'm not super fond of. Mm-hmm. I feel like he wanted to, he knew that he wanted to have like that scene in the restaurant with them mm-hmm. going into the episode. And it feels like he was kind of working backwards mm-hmm. and being like, oh yeah, so they have to meet somehow. And then she's probably not going to know who he is because he just, you know, cheated death and whatever. So I got to, fix that and he kind of got stuck in continuity in this weird farcical way yeah um yeah yeah it it felt like it, it really felt like Moffat had a bunch of bad ideas that somehow formed a story <laughs> and, and like for some reason all of the bad ideas worked together um and and so he never realized that they were bad ideas <laughs> I don't know. Merry Christmas. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't like Send. this. Um, but I did want to talk about those last 20 minutes because the end of it. Mm-hmm. Do you guys think that's setting up a season of River as the Companion? Are you, are you referring to like happily ever after just means time? No, no, no. The the bit where he says, uh, where where she says the legend has it that, because uh, they they arrive at like dawn, right? And she's like, oh, the planet. Yep, yeah, sorry. When the, when the when the planet, uh, when the when the when 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 dusk falls, yeah, when mm-hmm. the sun goes down, um, on those uh those mountain things. What are those things called? The singing, oh, the singing rocks towers. Of, yeah, the singing towers. Uh, that oh, will be Jesus. the last, the last day that 
River and the Doctor spend together. I'm like, legend has it. Okay, whatever, Moffat. So, so I hate that. A legend about anything in this universe. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, I was like, the okay, legend let's... of the last time Nick and Scott ever had lunch together. <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> this is the fall of 2048. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah, I, I just, I thought that was, I thought that was weird. But when she says that, and he, and she goes, how long is a day on this planet? And he said, what does he say? Three months. Oh, 24 years. 24 years, right. Yeah. And she was like, oh, thank God. Do you think that they're setting up the idea that they're going to be together now for those 24 years and next season we're going to see what those 24 years look like? I would be down with that, actually. I know you don't think they have great chemistry, but I think there is something there and giving them the time to explore that would be really cool before she, like, silences the library. Right. I'd be I'd be into that. I'd be into that. And it also I feel like a full season of them together would also lead credence to the idea of when she sees 10 in the library and says, you look so young. Yeah, it's because she's only seen 12 for 24 years, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, and it would also allow it to make sense to me that the woman in the library is the mad woman at the beginning of this story because those two people don't feel like the same character to me but if she just like kind of mellows out with with 12 for like 24 years yeah i mean i i that can make sense to me they become like that cool older couple that like like smokes a cigarette together before they go in bed right (laughs) right totally yeah well okay so yeah i mean I'm I'm personally of, of the persuasion that twelve is just not going to have a companion, but oh. if 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 there is, a, I mean, I would absolutely not say no to an all river song season. Um, I I kind of I didn't dislike Capaldi and Kingston together. Um, like I, I thought like maybe with better writing, like maybe in an episode where twelve was more twelve. Yeah. I, I mean, I think I think that maybe that's part of my problem. The reason I didn't think they had any chemistry is because they weren't acting like themselves. Yeah, like they were both acting weird um, and out of character to me. Because it feels like Moffat is just like, yeah, but you know, I write the characters, so yeah, if I it's write them, like, they can't be out of character because I, I write never, the characters. I never remember. I make the rules. I'm the I'm the money. <laughs> Push me out! Push me out! I I never think of River Song as like sneaky. Like I I always forget she's a burglar or a thief or whatever. I don't like, like that aspect of that. Game. Yeah, I know. So like it was. So this one was like you know she was basically playing Selena Kyle, and yeah, to me, and to me that's just not who River Song is. Exactly. I always think of River Song being more like I don't know, like maybe like Galadriel. But like a little bit more naughty, you know doesn't what I mean? She, doesn't doesn't she say something like, "Because uh, uh, she's a she's an archaeologist." Archaeologist. Oh, I kept wanting to say architect, thieves, and I'm like, they're, "That's they're, not right. yeah." They're thieves who are really patient. Right, right. Patient thieves. Yeah, yeah. But like, I yeah, I always picture her being more like an Indiana Jones, yeah, but, or maybe like a Nathan Drake. But I never think of her as like, "Yeah, I'm a, I'm going to seduce you." Whenever they go into like River Song, the seductress, or River Song, like the Helen of Troy. That always kind of takes me back to an era of Moffat that I'm not so chill with. Right. Mm-hmm. That's exactly so, what I was saying. That's exactly how I felt about this. Yeah. Yeah. And and that kind of tempered my enjoyment of the episode because, you know, when I think about 12, I think about how we moved on from that. Right. And so seeing it kind of mushed together was like, oh. Right. Yeah. No, that that's what my that's why this episode tasted bad to me. Mm hmm. Like this could have been a great 11. Yeah. This was like, this was like, it, this was like macaroni and cheese that looks amazing. And you're like, that macaroni and cheese looks amazing. And then you eat it and you're like, that was the blandest macaroni and cheese. Like, it mostly tastes like milk. This is gross. <laughs> oh my gosh, guys. Okay. This was like take bad a, macaroni and cheese. T- take another bad Christmas special, right? The snowman. Put 12 in the snowman and put... Eleven. In, yes. In this. But yeah, both episodes improve. 
Yeah. Because, yeah. like, 12 is such a, like, macabre Dickensian, like, imagine 12 with the hat. <clears throat> the snowman hat. Uh, oh, the man, grumpy, I, now I need, gr- we gotta see, we gotta see Capaldi in a top hat. Like the grumpy <laughs> old man that lives in a tower on top of the clouds. Yeah. And no one can bother him. Also, not for nothing, but Capaldi with the Why Are We Here Brigade is just the greatest. It's, oh, yeah. It still makes me sad that they're gone forever now. <laughs> yeah, they've been wiped out of time and space. <laughs> <laughs> can we, can he can he like be exploring the TARDIS one day next season and he sees like a frame an old black and white framed photo of them and he's like no no I can't and he just like said he just quietly like turns it around <laughs> never again <laughs> all dead who's that doctor no one Craig no one <laughs> Merry God. Christmas to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think I think I was so excited for this episode too that like it being so different from what I wanted it to be just like yeah. really threw me. Also it's 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 weird that it was weird watching it so soon, I'll be honest. That's true. The Christmas special is normally such a like oh my god, thank god Doctor Who is back. You right. know that it's almost like you you don't care what it's almost like when when a new Star Wars movie comes out it doesn't matter if it's good or not, right? You know because you're just having so much fun watching it, right? And then sometimes you look back and you're like, oh, that wasn't so good. But then other times, you know, like Force Awakens, the you know the more I think about it, like like I want to see Force. I literally really want to go see Force Awakens right now, just because I just thought something really cool about it. You know, <laughs> right? I know yeah. that's why I've seen it three times already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so have I. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll just think about something. And I'm like, oh, I want to, I want to, I want to see that again. Oh yeah, it's great. I have these two free movie passes from when I tried to go see the Last Witch Hunter and the screen caught fire. Um, <laughs> what? And it, Star- it, it caught fire by the just the sheer awfulness of the. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like it was like that scene in Pulp Fiction where all the, bro- the movie and it was just like <laughs> the projection is like I can't understand it. It's the damnedest thing. Defies <laughs> all logic. It's like when all those bullets miss Jules and Vincent in Pulp Fiction. It was just a divine intervention. God was like, no, burn the screen. <laughs> But anyway, I have these two passes now, and I'm going to use them on Star Wars so I can see Star Wars for free, because they don't need my money. It's true. Well, that still counts as your money. And, I mean, yeah, but it like... It still counts as a ticket sale. I had to do something. Yeah. Oh, really? It still counts as, like, a, a, like a penny in the bank? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Wait, uh, did it's like Star Wars reached into the last Witch Hunter's like pocket and like just stole twelve bucks. Yeah. They, Give me your they, lunch money, yoink. nerd. Yeah. <laughs> no, please. <laughs> Thanks for being crap. We needed that. Our per screen average is off now. Doctor Who. Doctor <laughs> Who. Um, so season ten. Oh, wait, well no, well first do you want to talk about uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, okay, so that was the Husbands of River song. Uh, I don't know. Do you guys have anything else to say about it? Thumbs up. Nah. Yeah? Okay. Nah. Yeah, that's basically how I feel about it. Um, okay, so the next thing is, for a while, we've been trying to figure out what we were going to do in the off season, uh, and we will be taking a little bit of a break. We're going to come back at uh, the beginning of February. Um, I think beginning of February. Actually, I'm not making any promises. <laughs> It'll be in February sometime. Uh, but we, I, I think we want to get some under our belt so that we're not, uh, so so that this big gap doesn't happen again. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna bank a few, I think, before we start releasing them. Uh, but we've been talking about what we're gonna do in the off season, and since there's like no, there's no like time frame established for series 10 so like we don't even know when it's coming back really uh we decided to like really put something cool together 
Um, previously, uh, I was sort of like popcorning around guests, um, and uh, Nick and Cassandra were were uh, part of that popcorning. But I think uh, Nick and Nick and Cassandra are, are are you know a vital part of this show now, and uh, so we sort of put our heads together and came up with what we're going to do in the off season, and it's called Doctor Who: The Long Way Round. Um, and so what we're going to do is we're going to tackle every Doctor Who story in chronicle, chronological order by doctor. So what we're going to do is, for example, um, we're going to start, our first episode will cover An Unearthly Child, which is the first doctor by the first, or the, the first story by the first doctor. And then we're going to do the first story by the second doctor, first story by the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, and eleventh, and then start over and start doing the second story of each doctor. Oh, we're not doing twelve. No, we're not doing 12 because we, we've, we talked about 12 like together. Okay, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> that seems weird to do 12. <laughs> um, again, deep breath. Yeah, deep breath again. <laughs> um, what if that was the name of the premiere? <laughs> um, so, so that's what we're going to be doing. A uh, few side notes. Um we are going to be covering reconstructions, so that will have to be something that you guys can can track down if you want to follow along with us. Um, uh, you can also talk to us. Like, do you guys want us to get like more like recappy with our with our discussion? Because we don't want to assume that you've seen the story necessarily. Because some of these classic two stories like we probably would even tell you like eh, maybe you don't need to see this one it's okay yes absolutely. Um, <laughs> uh, for example the sixth doctor's first story and the seventh doctor first story <laughs> are we gonna watch the doctor who movie oh yeah that's coming that's in this first round um which is actually brings me to my next point because the doctor who tv movie is the eighth doctor's first story uh and then the eighth doctor doesn't have any more stories Except in Big Finish. So we're actually going to cover 8th Doctor's Big Finish audios one story at a time as well through this. But we are going to popcorn through his uh, Big Finish stories a little bit and really pick out like the the good ones and the important ones and, and whatnot um, until we get to the more modern stuff, uh, starting with Lucy Miller stuff. Because all of his other stories are really they're, – they're, they're good – but there's there are some clunkers in there where Big Finish was trying to figure out what to do with him. Um, and so we don't want to cover those if we don't have to because there's a lot of them. And we would never get to the really good stuff if we just stayed in that era for, you know, seven years or however long it would take us to get out of it. Um, so the Eighth Doctor stories will be, will be sort of popcorning around. Uh... The Ninth Doctor, who only has ten stories, uh, once we finish the Ninth Doctor's episodes, we're going to start covering the Big Finish audios for the War Doctor, um, who's sort of like 8.5, you know, 9.0 something. I don't know. John but he, he's, he's, that, he's that weird like eight and a half Doctor. So we're going to cover him in the Ninth Doctor – or yeah, in the Ninth Doctor slot – after we run out of Eccleston episodes. And that'll just bleed into 10. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, well, the 10, the 10, I mean, 10, we're going to be covering. They, sure. they don't. What do you mean? They bleed into 10. I guess like his story. Okay. So after nine, we'll watch, we'll do war stories, not after McGann. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. In, in, in my mind, we were doing it after eight. Oh, no, 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 no. After nine. Okay. Um, because nine is the one that we're not, we don't have enough stories for. <laughs> Eight, we have too many. Right. Eight, we have a lot. Eight has a lot. Um, so I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be cherry picking that. But yeah, I've got, I've got a schedule up through our first 12 years. Uh, yeah. Our first 12 <laughs> uh, sessions, I'm going to call them. 
Um, but yeah, we'll start session one uh, in uh, in February and uh, start doing the first story of every doctor, which is which is pretty exciting. So uh, on the docket, we're gonna have an unearthly child followed by Power of the Daleks, which is a reconstruction story that we're going to divide into two episodes. It's also my favorite album by the Daleks. <laughs> Power <laughs> of the Daleks. So it'll be Power of the Daleks Part 1, which will be Episodes 1 through 3, and then Power of the Daleks Part 2, which will cover Episodes 4 through 6. Uh, and that'll be... Uh, those, those are the second Doctor's uh, first stories. First story. And then uh, third Doctor with Spearhead in Space, fourth Doctor with Robot, fifth Doctor with Castrofalva, sixth Doctor with the Twin Dilemma, seventh Doctor with Time and the Ronnie. That's going to be a rough couple of weeks. Oh, my goodness. Uh, eighth Doctor with the Doctor Who TV movie, ninth Doctor with Rose, tenth Doctor with the Christmas Invasion, and the eleventh Doctor with the eleventh hour. So that's, uh, that's the, the next uh, 12 weeks of the, of the Doctor's Companion. Uh, as we start tackling Doctor Who the long way around. So, there you go. You guys hey, excited? Uh, yeah, hey, you want to know what's not on that uh, What's not on that schedule? Who's a good dog? Yeah, we didn't get you enough reviews. Stupid, you big stupid jerks. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't get enough reviews. Now I'm just going to watch it and not talk about it. Oh, well. I'm going to watch all of them. <laughs> No one will know. Maybe I'll maybe I'll tweet about them. <laughs> oh, so anyway, thank, thank you, thank you to the people who were who were kind enough to uh, write a review and even you know hashtag who's a good dog. Yeah, definitely. When you yeah, I mean a lot. So, um, all right. So that's... I feel like I just conceded like in an election. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you kind of oh. did. I, okay. I, <laughs> yeah. All right. Good to know. Yeah. Don't want don't don't want to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, that's uh, that's it. As far as the content of each of those episodes, you know, let us know. Do you guys like hearing the the background story, um, of uh, of what was going on in like Doctor Who, like like the history of the show and whatnot. Because uh, I know Cassandra and I have read lots of stuff on that, um, so we could definitely yes. we could definitely cover that. Too much, yeah. too much. In fact. It's fascinating. <laughs> it is. It's it's so fascinating. Um, so if you guys so want to totally, hear about, I'm I'm totally going to be the Fred Savage to your grandpa during this. Yeah. Okay. But that's but that's good. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. Because here's the thing, guys. Nick has never seen any classic Who. I don't know what the hell they've been talking about this whole time. Yeah, so <laughs> this is going to be uh, a lot of fun because this is going to be the first time Nick has experienced any of this stuff. Um, so it's pretty good. Uh, there's there's a few really good ones. Uh, I mean, Spearhead in Space is great. Yeah, I mean, yeah. statistically, they'd have to be. Yeah, Spirit, Spearhead from Space is the only classic Who story available on Blu-ray. Oh, damn. Really? Yeah, because it was shot on film. Oh yeah! Is it kind of like the city on the edge of forever of Doctor Who episodes? Kinda, mm. Mm. little bit, little bit. Some uh. deep nerd reference for you guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was Talk a good to your one. Dad's though. about it. It was a good one. I'm proud of you. <laughs> um, uh, so anyway, that's uh, that's what we got planned. But yeah, let us know if you want uh, the history stuff. Um, do you want extended recaps? Like, what 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 do you, what do you guys want? How do you want us to cover these stories? Um, because we want you guys to listen. Uh, yeah. Even when we're doing the classic Who stuff that you might not have seen. So let us know what you guys want uh, out of these episodes. Uh, and we will we will do our best to uh, give you what you want. So there you go. All right. Well, that's, that's that. The Happy New around. Year. Yeah. Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think that's I, what has there been like Doctor Who news lately? Uh, Peter Capaldi heavily referenced that uh, this is probably going to be his last season. Oh, that's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. He said that this was going to be his last. That season ten was going to be his last season. 
he underwent the same knee surgery that Matt Smith had to during his tenure as the doctor. Really? Yeah, from so much running. Seriously? Yeah, yeah. He uh, he uh, had to get like his his knee operated on, and when he was hanging out with Matt Smith, he was like, "Oh, shut up! I had to do that." And I'm like 28. Wow. Huh. And he used to play soccer. <laughs> Holy crap! I didn't yeah, know they do, that. They do a lot of running on that show. Wow. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Huh. I have yet to see the abominable bubble bride. Okay. Well, that's not Doctor Who. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Just you know, we brought it up before. All right. Um. You guys think uh, the Ray is uh, Obi Wan Kenobi's <laughs> All right. granddaughter? So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, I guess that's that. That wraps up this episode. Um, we'll be back in February to talk about uh, the Empty Child and begin uh, Doctor Who the Long Way Round. Um, in the meantime, if you have thoughts you want to share, find the post of this episode on the doctorscompanion.us and leave a comment. Let us know uh, your preferences for for our new uh, our new endeavor. Uh, Hashtag who's a good dog. <laughs> you can send us an email, tdcpodcast at gmail.com. If you're on Twitter, follow at tdcpod so you know the second a new episode hits. Uh, maybe I'll start like posting like clips or something from class the classic who story we're going to cover. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, on the on on TDC Pod, I think I might do that, or some like images, or something like that. Yeah, cool. I might I might do that. That 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 could be cool. Like um, like audio from the episode, maybe like samples from. I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I was just gonna post like YouTube videos, like. Okay, that's probably yeah. better. Yeah. <laughs> See, uh, you can follow us uh, on our personal accounts. I'm at Scott Corelli. Nick is at Nick M. Jimenez. And Cassandra's at uh, Dark Hearted Rose. Uh, and uh, if you like the show, do us a favor. Leave us a review on iTunes. I mean, we promised you a spinoff show, and you guys didn't do it. So I don't know if you're going to start now. But if you want to leave a... <laughs> now that the thread is over. Yeah, if you want to leave an iTunes review... Uh, please do. maybe maybe people were withholding their iTunes review because they really didn't want the K9 spinoff. Like, well, I want well, to leave a review. New year, I'll... new reviews. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. So uh, so leave us some uh, new reviews on iTunes uh, and and whatnot, and and get out there and, and tell people about us. Um, and also uh, check out our other podcasts. Uh, Nick and I are are doing Back to the Future Minute, which is at BackToTheFutureMinute.com, where we cover. A minute of Back to the Future every day, Monday through Friday. Uh, we cover one minute. There's like guests. Cassandra was on a week's worth of episodes early on in the show. I think we're around. We're in like the late '60s now. Mm-hmm. In the, in the not 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 in not decades, but in minutes. When Back to <laughs> right. the Future Two was supposed to take place in the original draft, right? Um, so, so yeah, so we're, we're like around like 68, 69, something like that by the time this episode comes out. Um, so that's pretty cool. Uh, we're, we're moving, moving an eclipse. There's like literally like, you know, 70 episodes of a podcast that you can go and listen to if you haven't listened to it and you like back to the future. Uh, it's fun. Uh, and also, uh, premiered this week, geek by night, uh, Nick and I's audio drama, podcast that we uh write and produce cassandra's also on the writing staff and is a co-executive producer Woo-hoo. yeah uh so uh we've been working really hard on uh, on this show and it's it's premiered and you can you can subscribe to it on itunes and go to geekbynight.net and uh check out that and uh that's uh, that's all there is to that so we will uh, see you guys in February with the long way around bye bye